last day of the month. My wife turns 55 tomorrow. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, not even close. I'm just kidding. But I am very thankful for her. And uh, tomorrow is her birthday, but it's not 55. Um, <laughs> grateful and thankful for her uh, being in my life. I wouldn't be here in Cincinnati had it not been for her. Amen. So I'm grateful for that. And I know that there are folks looking up at me tonight thinking, Pastor was here on Sunday. What is this joker doing up here in the pulpit this morning? Where is my pastor? And uh, his whereabouts is related to North American Youth Congress. Um, so please uh, bear with me tonight. I uh, don't have anything uh, incredibly deep to share tonight, but I pray that it would be an encouragement uh, to each one uh, this evening. If you have your Bible, I would invite you to turn to the last book of the Bible, Gen or Revelation, sorry, the other end, uh, Revelation 21. I'm going to read the first uh, six verses of Scripture from Revelation 21. The Bible says this, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, hallelujah, and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, neither crying, neither shall there be any more pain. Can I get a witness tonight? For the former things are passed away, and he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true, and they are faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. And for just a few moments tonight, I would like to concentrate on that short phrase, Behold, I make all things new. Or to shorten it just even a little bit more, all things new. I mean, all around us right now, the effects of time and the elements wear and tear is having its way uh, among us. It's unfortunate to think about, but it is the case. Our car is not as nice as it was yesterday, and our home will need repairs tomorrow because of events that have happened today, and on and on. And then the cycle goes all throughout, down through time, of things that are constantly degrading. Um, on Facebook, uh, in the last couple of weeks, I saw a series of pictures that um, showed up, they're taken, and uh, these are a couple of those pictures that I saw. Uh, that were on Facebook. This uh, dog and his owner had uh, spent lots of time together in the vehicle such that the dog had worn away the paint on, on, the, side of his, on the side of his vehicle. The stairs on the other side uh, kind of would make you believe that it was butter, but it is not. It's stone that has been worn down with time, 
And there were dozens, even a hundred or more of these pictures that were uh, available to us, knives that had been sharpened back and forth in a restaurant such that they were half uh, of the width that they used to be. <coughs> layers of flooring that had worn down over time, revealing five and six layers of flooring beneath it. And uh, there was even a picture of a gentleman that had, uh, was a truck driver or a delivery driver, a delivery truck driver, who had spent nearly 30 years in this uh, career uh, doing, uh, going about his business from day to day. And, of course, the one side, the left side of his face, was exposed to the sun more than the right side was by virtue of the window that was beside him. And you could see a definitive mark down the side of his face where the sun was and where the sun had not been. And it was a marked difference uh, in, in the, uh, the tone of his skin, the shape, uh, the texture, because the sun had uh, wreaked some havoc on uh, his skin, on his flesh. Now, you all know what I'm talking about. This is nothing new. I'm not bringing something that you're not familiar with. You know, one day you were cruising along. You thought you had life by the tail, and uh, you woke up, and somehow, some way, there were aches and pains in your body that weren't there the day before. You had wrinkles that you did not have before, liver spots, were where liver spots never were before, and I know because I'm getting some, and there was hair growing places on your head that you wished hair wouldn't grow, and uh, you know, every month something different, something new and exciting is happening uh, as we age. Getting up from any position is harder than it used to be, and uh, every month when I get a haircut, there's just a little bit more white hair on the black cape uh, that appears uh, each and every year. And finally, as a last blow to my ego, in the last six, not that I have a lot, but uh, in the last six months or so, my knees have began uh, creaking and grinding when I climb stairs. And such is the inevitable that is going to happen to us all one day or another. In theory, we all know what's happening, right? It's just a natural part of life. It's something we can come to expect that, that over time things are going to degrade and they're not going to be what they used to be. But it's, it's kind of one of those things because it happens so slowly you don't really realize that it's happening. And then all of a sudden, when the effects have taken their toll over time and you have noticed what has happened, uh, there's this defining moment that you probably can point back to where where you realized that you were not the same man that you used to be. And I couldn't help but consider everything that is happening, even right now in the spirit world, concerning uh, the effects of time and the efforts of the enemy against the children of the Lord Jesus Christ. The enemy we're dealing with, he is the master of disguise. He will do his best to hide and sugarcoat everything that he tries to bring your way. He is the master of the gradual demise, amen. He is working all the time, a little bit here, a little bit there, trying to uh, wear us down and uh, tear us apart. Uh, his appearance always seems innocent enough, but every day he is trying to drive a wedge between us and our master. How many has ever had one of their children ask them 40 times, on the same topic. Anybody? 
you all have different children if you didn't have children like I have children. Sister Marlowe's got her hand up high. <laughs> 15, 20 times. What is the goal of the child when they keep asking the same question over and over and over again? The goal is simple. They are trying to wear you down. And chances are, if you give them enough time, they will wear you down, and they might just get what they have been asking for. Remain strong, folks. You can make it. You can make it. Day by day, these things unfold, situation by situation, choice by choice, little things here and little things there, until one day it is added up to a full frontal assault that you never saw coming, working any way that he can, the enemy working any way that he can to take each one of us out. It's very telling to see before and after pictures of individuals that have become addicted to drugs. Men, they look wonderful on the left-hand side, on the, on the old side, on the side that was pre-drugs. And then you look again at the, the after picture, and they don't even look like themselves a lot of the time because of the effects that it has taken on their body. And it happened slowly. They never thought it was going to end that way. It was only going to be a short-term thing. It was only going to be a little thrill and a little fun for a little while. But the enemy moved in, and the enemy had his way and began to do what the enemy does best, and that is to wear us out. You know, John said it best when he said, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come, Jesus Christ, that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Amen. So my message tonight is that we must stay near the cross if we are going to make it in this life. If the enemy, if we're going to have any kind of defense against the enemy, we must stay near the cross. Nothing about the enemy's tactics are new. Nothing about them are new. Uh, the scripture is filled with examples of what happened when the enemy has been given time and place in an individual's life. Consider with me the children of Israel, story after story after story recorded all throughout the Old Testament of ways that they strayed from the Lord and would come back again and would stray again, worship idols and, and sacrifice um, the next generation to heathen idols, uh, shameful practices that would uh, ultimately be uh, the demise of their civilization. Time after time, they were taken into captivity. Time after time, their land was conquered, uh, even despite prophecies that were given over and over again that uh, would warn them and tell them of, of the impending trouble that might uh, be their way. If they would not turn from their wicked ways and even into modern times, we know of the incredible pain and suffering that the uh, Jewish people have endured uh, throughout the Holocaust and various other events uh, that I will not get into this evening. Despite all of the convincing evidence that they could have at their disposal, warnings being given, uh, notations from times past of, of troubles that had come their way because of uh, times where they had strayed from the Lord, some folk are just bent on repeating history and so uh, we can look around in our society today. So many are consumed in their own lust. So many are walking their own way, doing their own thing with not a care in the world, not a concern for anyone else. Drugs and alcohol and illicit relationships of any quantity and every quantity with whomever they feel the need to do so with. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Drifting farther and farther from the Lord. Eroding society 
as we know it. And many among us wonder, how far can the world go further away from the Lord? And my retort to that would be, uh, quit wondering and start praying for the world that is around you and the way that they are straying from their maker. Hallelujah. There's but one cure, amen, for the world's problem, and it is a praying church, amen, a church that will remain close to their Savior. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Young people, amen, under assault all the time, every day, in every uh, way possible, ways unimaginable to generations past, temptations in their pocket at all times through their phones, uh, ability to, to search and look up anything imaginable uh, at their disposal at any uh, turn and at every side. And while it might be costly to send young folks, I know a little bit of the cost that it took to send them there, and it was not cheap by any means, but we should rejoice at the opportunity for a young person to be gathered together, amen, with precious like-minded folk who want to see the Lord move in their life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is uh, the progression of the world uh, to some might be shocking, but it really is not shocking when you consider all the things that are being consumed on a daily basis, all of the ways that folks live their lives uh, and give no consideration for tomorrow or for those around them or for what the Lord might have for their life. The shocking part, unfortunately, is church, uh, churches that take lightly what is going on and do not stand in the gap on their behalf. We must pray. Amen. We must seek the Lord. We must call out to him. We must uh, draw nigh to him every day, every day. Now, uh, even in all this time, I mean, I recounted very high-level uh, timeline of, of Israel's problems and troubles, but, but even in the midst of all of the, the masses that were going away from, from God that had turned away from their maker, even though the majority of folks had drifted away, there were some that had remained faithful. And do you know that the majority of the names of those that were unfaithful were not recorded? But we have a record of those that remained faithful and how God saw them through, amen, the trouble that they're in. We might be in the minority tonight, but nevertheless, it is valuable and it is worthwhile endeavor for us to remain near the cross no matter what the world does. Hallelujah. Amen. There is an impact that can be had from a church that is connected to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That makes a difference in the lives of those that have not experienced Jesus. Amen. We could talk tonight about Daniel and the plots that were brought against him and the ways that they sought to take him out and the evil and torturous way that they tried to take him out by throwing him in a lion's den by an awful decree that they had enacted purposefully to take him out. But you know what? I have good news to share tonight. Jesus, amen, the Lord God Almighty took care of Daniel, amen, and the lions could not have their way with him. And that's a story that we have, amen, in our record tonight of the faithfulness of God to Daniel. Amen. Esther likewise faced, amen, a body of individuals who wanted to take out the Jewish people, but uh, man, God gave her favor with the king, and, and they were saved because of ones that were faithful to their God, amen, and who stood in the gap for their people. And the three Hebrew boys are names that, that we recognize and know immediately what the story was, all because of their faithfulness to their God, amen, and the ways that God came through on their behalf. And these individuals are the ones, not the masses, that we have remembrance, amen, in our remembrance tonight. 
amen, of the generations that, that knew God and trusted God in the ways that God kept them, amen, and was by their side. I want to remind you all tonight that someone that is faithful despite adverse circumstances gets, God attention, gets God's attention. And God will move on behalf of those, amen, who are faithful and committed to their God. And not only can God move on behalf of those that are faithful, he can work on behalf of those for whom we might think hope is lost. In these same grouping of stories, amen, we find instances of uh, individuals that uh, did not do uh, the right thing all the time, but God showed mercy to them and God restored them and God kept them. We could talk tonight about Samson and the many ways that he failed the Lord. We could talk about his shortcomings and we could talk about how he played with God and, and the requirements that he had for him. Amen. When God told him not to touch an unclean thing and yet we hear him with the jawbone of a donkey. There's only one way you can get the jawbone of a donkey and it's if the animal has died and he was not supposed to touch anything that had passed away. Amen. Flirted with temptation. Ultimately saw his demise in revealing that thing which the Lord had blessed him with through his hair and his Nazarite vow. But ultimately the story ends with Samson being restored and Samson, amen, doing more in a moment's time at the end of his life with the Lord on his side than he ever did before when he was just walking around kind of doing his own thing and perhaps only intermittently being Amen, faithful to his God. We could also talk about David. I mean, David's recording as being a wonderful man in the scriptures, and line rightfully so. He did a lot of wonderful things, was a faithful servant of the Lord. But, but David was no uh, perfect individual, amen, despite uh, being called uh, a perfect man. Ultimately, it was his willingness to repent from those things which he had uh, strayed from the Lord that ultimately allowed him to be referred to in this manner. And, and the Bible is replete with individuals that, that were right and, and didn't get it right all the time and, and you know, were doing good some of the time and sometimes uh, failed. Maybe the best example of all is the prodigal son. Here's this individual who sees the pleasures that are available to him, which doesn't sound very different than the world that we live in today. This individual... Amen, that looks out onto the things that are available to him and says to his father, I would rather have the inheritance that I would get when you die. So essentially, I would rather that you die and me get my portion of my inheritance so that I can go and do what I want to do than to live here under your house. He abandons his father. He abandons his family. He goes out and he lives riotously. He does every kind of, of imaginable uh, sin and pleasure that was available to him, partaking in all manner of things that would not do him any good in the long term. But after it's all said and done, he finds himself in the most disgusting of places, a pig pen, I mean, an unclean animal that the Jews were not to touch or be around, um, let alone uh, be dwelling with them. And at his lowest point, he turns back to his father's house amen, and throws himself on the mercy of his father, thinking that surely my father would let me come back and be a servant at least, and it would be better than what I'm experiencing currently. And not only is the father willing to take him back in, the father is waiting and looking and expecting and desiring for him to come home. Amen. So there is hope tonight for those that have drifted away. I know that when you watch the media and you watch 
the news, it would be easy to get discouraged, but I can tell you tonight that a church that will pray, a church that will remain connected to their God, can reverse all the effects that the enemy has on this world today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Unfortunately, there are perhaps those among us that forget where God brought us from. And when they hear stories of individuals that are struggling, like that of the prodigal son or even modern day examples, they may be inclined to look down their nose at them. But I would remind us all tonight, had it not been for the grace of God, there were some of us, amen, the Bible says, and such were some of you, such were some of me, but we have been washed and we have been sanctified and justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And I'm so thankful that that could have been any one of our stories, but the story didn't end that way because of our encounter with Jesus. The story didn't end the way that the enemy intended it to end because we were connected with Jesus Christ. And I'm so grateful for it tonight. Jesus Christ alone, Jesus Christ alone makes all things new. Jesus Christ alone makes all things new. Now, it's easy to forget all the things, all the new things that we have been afforded since we came into contact with this man named Jesus. And that, too, is a, is a, a ploy of the enemy to keep us distracted and discouraged. But it need not be that way tonight, and I've come with a reminder uh, to us all tonight to consider some of the items that we were afforded, amen, in the Scripture, by the Scripture, when it talks about things being made new as children of God. How many have ever been touched by a song? How many have ever had a song minister to you? It is an amazing gift of God, uh, this thing that we call music, talent, uh, individuals with amazing talent to do wonderful things and have all these pleasant uh, sounds come forth in our thinking. It was very taken several years ago. There was a documentary that came out that I don't recall the name of it at at this moment, but essentially it was a, it was a documentary of a, of a trial, a test that was done by a researcher in an Alzheimer's unit who had little iPods uh, when they first came out, the little small ones, the little iPod shuffle that came out, and they would go into Alzheimer's units, and they, would, they wanted to see the effect that music would have on those, on those individuals. There were individuals that had not spoken to their family in years, they were there, they were, their heart was pumping, but they were not really alive. They were all crumpled down, uh, kind of in a, in a position uh, that, you know, would look incredibly uncomfortable uh, to just stay that way. And there they were, uh, suffering from this awful, terrible disease. And when music from their childhood, music from their young adult days, music from when they, they were active and when they were alive was played into their thinking, it was unbelievable the change that it made in them. Their eyes opened up. They sat up straighter than they had before. Not only did they, they do those things, but they also remembered. They couldn't remember their children, but they remembered the songs that were being sung, amen, through these devices being played into their ear. And I have never gotten over the image of this one older gentleman, amen, that was all 
deformed in a manner of speaking, not uh, straight like he used to be. His, his bones and his body had failed him tremendously. He didn't recognize anybody around him. But they began to play some songs of Zion in the man's ear. Amen. He began to perk up and he began to see um, those things that were around him. He began to speak of the songs that they were referring to and sing along with them. And such is the power of music. It's a glorious thing. How many have ever gotten a song stuck in your head? Anybody? It can be good. It can be bad. When it's bad, it's real bad. It's real bad. But I am thankful tonight for the songs of Zion that can keep, amen, a child of God. Music is a powerful force. It's exciting, too, to learn a new song. New music, I've noticed, when a new song is released, uh, we are able to have Sirius XM radio, and there aren't a lot of commercials, and it's wonderful if you take a long road trip. You can just have the same station, and you don't have to go searching for other things. But I have noticed that new songs get a lot of airtime versus some of the older songs, which leads me to believe that there is power in a new song, that there is a want and there is a desire for a new song. The Bible says this all throughout the book of Psalms. I'm going to read several uh, passages of Scripture. Sing unto the Lord a new song, and this is going to hurt some people, but this is what the Bible says. It says, play skillfully with a loud noise. That's not me. That's not the sound man. That's the Bible. Sing unto the Lord, amen, a new song skillfully with a loud noise. It also says, and he had put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. I'm thankful for a song that can do that. A song that can do that. The Bible says, oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Amen. The Bible says, oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gotten him the victory. I will sing unto the Lord a new song unto thee, O God, upon a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. I will sing praises unto thee. Amen. And finally, amen, there are many more references. Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of saints. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's just not form and function when we have song service. Amen. In the house of God, it is purposeful. Amen. It's to bring us into the presence of the Lord. It's to get something jogged in our mind that will keep us tomorrow and keep us all throughout the week. I'm thankful for a new song that I can sing unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many tonight have someone that you'd like to see saved? How many have been working on someone for a long, long time? How many have come to grips and, and have perhaps an expectation, unfortunately, that they are going to get a certain response from certain individuals when they ask a certain question specifically about church? They turned you down once, chances are they're going to turn you down a bunch of times, a bunch of times. And you can become jaded to what the next response might be based on what the previous response has been. There are times in my relationship with my wife where because of, of numerous instances before that, when we have had discussions about things, I know what her response is going to be ahead of time. And I assume that it's going to be the same this time. And I've been wrong 
many times in thinking that. But we become jaded to what possibilities might exist because of all of our past experiences with that individual. But I'm here to tell you tonight that I have come with a message of hope. God tells us that he is doing a new thing. That's pretty broad. It's not specific. It's not related to a song. He just says God is doing a new thing. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19 says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I do a new thing. Now shall it spring forth, shall ye not know it? And even make a way in the, I will may even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That tells me that in the desert of the individual's life that you are working on, that God can do a new thing. That all the prior responses don't necessarily dictate what's going to happen or what the response can be or will be this time. So don't give up hope, church. God is doing a new thing. Hallelujah. There's hope for anybody that's lost. There's hope for anybody that has strayed from the master. Amen. I am a testament to that. You are a testament to that. We're grateful for it tonight. Grateful for it tonight. The book of Lamentations in chapter 3 says this. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. That we are not consumed because his compassions, do you know what his compassions do? They fail not. They are new every morning, the Bible says. Brand new every morning. Yesterday I wore out his compassions. I took advantage all day long yesterday of his compassions. But today... His compassions are new. I have hope that I'm going to make it. I have hope that what I did yesterday is not going to be the case today. His compassions are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, the scripture says. The Lord is my portion, saith the Lord, saith my soul. Therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. Amen. So when I get up in the morning and I've got new compassions right by my side waiting for me, I better get with Jesus and get something that he has for me. Hallelujah. He is my portion. Amen. Save my soul. I can hope in him. I can trust in him. I can depend on him. Why? Because his compassions, his mercies are new every morning. The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, He remains the same. <laughs> Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he can do whatever he wants, and it doesn't matter. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. The Bible says a new creature. All things passed, are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Have you ever considered what a glorious thing that is? All of the old things are passed away. What happens when, old, when things pass away? What do you do with things that pass away? You bury them. You bury them. So we need not be going back getting the old man. The old man passed away. Amen. Behold, all things are become new. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus, and I should not go back to those things which were behind me. I'm grateful tonight I'm a new creature. Hallelujah. Grateful tonight that all things can become new in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Do you know 
that God can even take over the tongue? Lord, help us all. How many of you ever gotten in trouble because of your tongue? Some of y'all better put two hands up in the air. And I have been there many, many times, and I'm thankful that some of y'all being honest because I know the story of some folk. Amen. So it's good to see people being honest with their maker and the man speaking tonight. <laughs> the Bible says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, and they shall speak with new tongues. I believe that new tongues isn't just an evidence that I have been saved, but it's also Amen, an ongoing thing that I'm not going to say. I have a new tongue. I'm not going to say or act the way I used to act. My mouth is not going to release those things, which perhaps it used to do. Amen, the God of our creation, the God amen, of heaven and earth, even comes down and tames that most untamable member in our body, the tongue. It says that we can speak with new tongues, new tongues. Hallelujah. Isaiah 65 and 17 says, for, hold, for behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. The former shall not be remembered nor come to mind. Amen. That's the thing that we are looking for. That's the thing that we are hoping for. Amen. These are the things. This is the care and the concern that the Lord Jesus Christ has placed on, on dealing and wanting to be with us, giving us all these wonderful things. And tonight... Amen. We have a reason to rejoice. We have been given the greatest gift that mankind has ever been given. The one that makes all things new, praise the Lord. Jesus Christ, Lord of heaven and earth, is here right now. Hallelujah. He saves and he sanctifies. He turns sorrow into joy. He turns mourning into dancing. He binds up the brokenhearted. He heals and delivers. Hallelujah. And best of all, he can take a rank sinner like me, amen, and make me a saint, amen. And I'm thankful tonight for all the ways that God makes things new in our lives. So we should not take it for granted. We should not take it lightly, amen. I'm closing tonight. I didn't intend to be long. If the musicians would uh, try to help us out here in just a moment, that would be great. When I was getting ready to speak this week, I made some observations about things that are new, things that are new. The first observation I made was that new items are treated with greater care. New items are treated with greater care. We were able to, a year or so ago, I think it's been a little over a year now, we went up to the uh, SPCA and we, we got a little dog named Yoda. A wonderful thing. And... When the dog was new, I just happened to notice that when the dog was new, the children didn't have any problems walking the dog. Why? Because new items are treated with greater care than those which we've yet become familiar with. They're not as excited to walk the dog anymore, I'm fortunate to tell you this evening. There's been lots of fights and lots of pain and suffering because somebody doesn't want to walk the dog. New items are treated with greater care. How many have ever had the privilege, God has blessed you uh, with, a, with a new car or a new used car that was in really good shape? Anybody? I've been blessed with that. I'm thankful for that. Do you know that when you have a new car, 
Now, I'm just speaking from my experience and a few others that I know. It might not be the case for everybody, but when you have a new car, you are willing to keep that car as clean as a whistle. And I'm not sure how clean whistles are, but supposedly that's a good thing. You are willing. I remember when we got our van when we came back from France. I would go out every time we left and we came back. I would wipe off where the boys had stepped. I would straighten out the mats and do all these things. I would vacuum it regularly. It doesn't look bad today, but it doesn't look like it used to because items that are new are treated with greater care. And when the newness wears off, so is our willingness to commit to that thing that once was new. So what's the moral of that story? The moral is it would be wonderful if we would just take a moment tonight and we would think back. Maybe it's been 10 years for some. Maybe it's been 10 days. For others, maybe it's been decades. But I wonder if a few folk tonight could think back about what it was like when you first received the Holy Ghost and you first received the touch from the Master's hand. Can you consider it this evening? Do you remember what it was like? Do you remember what it felt like when God first filled you with the Holy Ghost? The newness and the peace and the joy that came? Amen. My message tonight is to take care and to keep that newness alive every day. Every day. The enemy is going to do his best for that not to be the case, but it doesn't have to end that way. Think back, amen, the way it was when it was new. Back then, if, if your experience was like mine, when, when, when it was new, when the Holy Ghost was new to me, it was easy to pray. Didn't have any problem at all praying when it was new. When it was new, I would talk to the Lord, and I wouldn't be distracted with a lot of other things like I am today. When I was new, when it was new to me, it was easy to sing a song of praise Amen. The world couldn't touch me. The world had no hold over me. Amen. I had been connected with the master. Amen. And great things were going to happen because of it. Amen. So we need to keep that experience alive and new today and every day. Another observation that I made is that new items, new items have greater connectivity and come with greater abilities. Shortly after we moved into our home and we were purchased our home, uh, our garage door opener gave up the ghost, and it wouldn't do what it needed to do. And uh, so we had a home warranty. We called the warranty folks, and they came out and, you know, were telling us this and that and all the things that needed to happen. And uh, as it turned out, the age of, of our unit was such that they couldn't repair it, so they had to replace it. And the new garage door opener, that's just what they had. We didn't ask for it. Uh, came with connectivity to the internet. Who ever knew that there would be a garage door opener and then there'd be a garage door opener that was connected to everybody and everything? But there is. It's in my house. And uh, we can check on our phone anytime. We can open the door. We've been gone and we've needed uh, a neighbor to walk our dog, one of the neighbor kids to come and walk our dog. And uh, we were able to open the garage door from wherever we were at on the phone. We saw that it was open. They told us when they were done. We shut it back. We saw that it was closed. And uh, it's just amazing. 
connected home devices that are connected, uh, thermostats and cameras and all manner of equipment, refrigerators and stoves and just untold number of things that are connected uh, is all the rage today. And you didn't know what you were missing until you didn't have or, or before you had what, what it was relation, what, what item that you had that became connected. Phones sell by the million and have only now more recently started to, uh, sales have started to wane and fade uh, because they have become so feature saturated that really upgrading to the new one isn't going to make that much difference if you've got a good one already. All because of feature. The newer you keep your relationship with Jesus, the greater the connectivity you'll have with him. And when you're connected with him, greater things can happen. When you're connected with him, you have a greater ability to walk in the spirit. You have a better chance of having the victory. You have more power over the enemy. You have more ability to cast down imaginations, to have influence over the lives of those around you, all because you stayed connected. Because you stayed connected to the Lord Jesus Christ, you had greater abilities than when you started. New items are more efficient. Did you know that? New items are more efficient. If you turn in to your light socket an LED bulb versus an, an older style incandescent bulb, an Edison-style bulb that didn't change for nearly 100 years, that it has a lot greater efficiency than this old one does. It uses power more efficiently, and it uses it more effectively. Keeping your relationship with God new, if I could say it that way, keep your relationship with God new, if you do that, it will allow you to be more efficient and more effective in the kingdom of God. When I am close to Jesus and when I have stayed connected to him and I don't have to work through all my junk every time I come into the presence of the Lord, guess what? I can go pray for somebody else. Guess what? I can encourage somebody else. I can minister to somebody that I maybe wouldn't have been able to had I not maintained my connection. I can be more efficient in what I need to do for the master if I stay connected, if I stay connected the last observation I want to make this evening is that new things generate excitement. New things generate excitement. I remember some folks getting baptized, and I promised pastor was going down with them, or whoever else was in it. They were excited about what happened. They were excited about what was going on because it was a new thing. God had washed all of their sins away, and there wasn't a person that they could stand in front of that they weren't going to be excited about. I mean, I can look back and I can remember and think about all the new things that God has, has done for me and given to me. And it is exciting to think about all the ways that God has moved on my behalf, all the things that he's done and all the things that he's going to do, the ways that he's going to keep my children, the way that he's going to bless their children, and on and on down the line, amen, because... Amen. New things generate excitement. Amen. So if your, your excitement is waning and serving for the Lord, I mean, I would just encourage somebody tonight to get closer to Jesus Christ. It really is that simple. It really is that simple. If you will remain close 
to him. It is easier to live for him than if you wander. Amen. It's easier to live for him. Amen. If you're walking by his side. Amen. And we give God praise for all these things tonight. Let's stand. Let's stand. Do you know that we are a good ways into the Ready Now campaign? You're going to start hearing a greater emphasis on this week after week, month after month. We are on the precipice of all the things that we need to say go, save for funding. We're going to pray and we're going to seek the Lord in those things. And God's going to bless. God's going to bless you. And God's going to bless you. And God's going to bless you, Andy. And God's going to bless uh, you, Brother Moda, and God's going to bless Brother Purdy, and everybody in between, God's going to bless, and God's going to touch. And did you know what? That when that new building is built over there, it's going to generate excitement. When that new building is built, j- just over here in the glory land, just over here in the, in the soccer field area, excitement is going to build. Our city is not going to be the same because of what we have sacrificed. Yeah, there may have been opposition. Yeah, there may have been struggles. It was unfortunate. We didn't enjoy it, but God perfected our plan. I was sitting in my uh, desk just before we left, and uh, I had a little printout of, uh, of the sanctuary just right over here. And I began to think about all the things that I've listed off that God has done new for me and and what God has done for others and all the new things that he has blessed us with. And do you know that there are people that have never heard about any of these wonderful things that Jesus can provide to them? And because of that new sanctuary and the excitement that will come and will build because of just an edifice and a sacrifice that was made and dedicated unto the Lord, there are going to be lives that will be changed for eternity. And if that isn't reason enough to give unto the kingdom of God, then I'm afraid you might be in the wrong place. Hallelujah. God is doing a new thing, church. Amen. We've gotten past all the opposition. Amen. We're going to put the pedal down now, and we're going to move into the things that God has for us. Amen. We're going to trust and we're going to believe that God is going to work a miracle in our city. We're going to believe that your family members that we mentioned a moment ago, amen, that you've been praying for for a long time that haven't been receptive are going to receive the power, amen, of the Almighty God. They're going to receive the Holy Ghost and power and strength, amen, and the ability to live an overcoming life. Are you thankful for that tonight? Are you excited for what God is doing? Amen. Are you eager to see it come to pass? Amen. Let's do it all together. Go ahead, worship team. Amen. Let's sing unto the Lord and give him praise this night in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God for your marvelous works. I want to be holy like you. I want to be holy, holy like you. Purify me, cleanse and make 